Hello, this is Stuttering is Cool, coming to you from 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 Toronto, Canada. I am your host, Daniela Rossi, but you can call me Danny. This is the first episode of 2012, and I will be talking about reaping the rewards of overcoming your fears. Perfect for the for the for the first ep- episode of the year. I will I I will be speaking to two people who attended India's first national conference on stuttering recently, which is a pretty big deal considering that stuttering is a taboo in in India. But first, I will be speaking with a non-stuttering friend of mine who I met in the podcasting circles who recently wrote a book, a fantastic book about reaping the rewards of overcoming your fears. Sure. Sure. Okay. My name is Julian Smith. We know each other from podcasting from way back. Uh, But since having began on the internet in podcasting, I also wrote a couple of books. Uh, I also was sort of a prolific prolific blogger and uh, public speaker. And um, and I'm just sort of always working in a bunch of different new media. I've worked, uh, done a couple shows for the CBC and uh, worked with Sirius Satellite Radio and a bunch of stuff like that. But uh, the most recent thing that I did is a book that I put out for free through the Kindle with Amazon, which is called The Flinch. And the first time I ever heard of this book, I kept seeing our mutual friends in the social media circles saying something about, I just jumped out of a cold shower because Julian Smith (laughs) told me to. And I thought, okay, what's he doing now? Because you always write really intelligent and things that make people stand up and take notice. There's always like a different perspective going, I learned something new. So this time around, I'm checking out and I'm going, oh my gosh, this sounds exactly like the stuttering world, (laughs) you know, would Mm -hmm. actually make a great use of this. Um, So if you could briefly give a quick... um, overall of what this whole flinch thing is about so, and so why me, stutterers should yeah. care <laughs> right so to me I, I you know what i think you can tell me uh maybe more effectively why the stuttering world should should care but to me uh the way that i feel about it is that there is an inborn uh anxiety that is almost like a physical reaction and now it sounds totally idiotic that i would uh, get people to jump into a cold shower. Uh, <laughs> cold showers are actually biologically extremely good for you yeah. and, uh, and a good substitute for coffee. But that put aside, the, the flinch, the idea of the flinch, I, I don't even need to tell people to get into the shower. I just make them turn on the shower and just turn it on to, to way, way cold, as cold as it can be. And then you can just feel you can feel that sort of biological anxiety in your chest or in sometimes other parts of your body where you're like, Oh my God, I really do not want to do this. Oh my God, I really don't want to do this. So as soon as that happened, then a few days later, someone emailed me because everyone who goes through this book reads that section, which I call a homework assignment. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Uh, I'm on day four and I just realized that 
uh, I do it and I hate it. And then once I've done it, I realize that it wasn't actually that bad. He goes, is that, he he says, is that the point? And I said, yes, that's exactly the point. Everything is like that. From the front, before you do it, everything sounds terrible. But then once you've done it, it doesn't sound bad at all. And you're like, I can totally do this. So uh, going to the gym is like that. Uh, walking up to strangers and speaking to them, especially if you're anxious about it, is exactly like that. Um, taking cold showers is like that. Everything, quitting your job is like that. Everything is like that. Okay, I'm in the shower. <laughs> or rather, I'm about to jump into the shower. Checking to make sure the temperature is cold. And I'm a bit scared to do this. But I know it's like jumping into a pool. You get used to it after a while. Now the book does say as cold as possible, and I am afraid of shock. So, full disclosure, I'm not going to make it 100% cold. Just because I'm the only one in the house (laughs) if something happens. So it is a lot colder than I'm used to. Here goes. One, two, three. Now this goes on for quite some time, so I didn't want to um, bombard you with uh, audio of me freaking out. So um, I'm just going to cut here and go straight to after the fact. What I like about the cold shower uh, assignment and, you know, the other assignments that you have, they all speak, especially one of them, speak towards typical speech therapy techniques. Like Uh you had one of your homework assignments, you know, speak to as many strangers as you can, ask them for the time, whatever. That's a typical speech therapy thing where you go to a mall, ask 100 people. You know, sometimes you're even required to uh, conduct a survey. You know, that's hmm. about stuttering. Do you know what stuttering is? It gets you talking about it. It's a way to desensitize. So sounds like to me your book is all about desensitization from fears. You totally, uh, you know what? You, you, you honestly have expressed it in a way that is so clear that I may actually use your expression all right. uh, in, <laughs> in the future because uh, that's so many people have said it so many different ways. And the more I hear it, and the more I talk about it myself, the more the clearer it becomes even to me. And some people have said that it, it is intended to break 
the inborn lack of courage that most people end yeah. up having throughout their adult life. And I think that that's super accurate. And you're, you're, when you say that it's a process of desensitization, I feel that it's almost the same thing. You're saying, you know what, actually, I'm totally fine. And after you do it, you're totally fine. I know a girl, one of those, I, sorry, I know a guy who actually is one of those people who teaches people to, to go up and talk to to girls in random places and um the process apparently of doing that is just to desensitize you and be like really what's the worst that could happen and the answer is is really not much and most of life is like this there was a point at which a flinch response was very important because it protected you from you know like bears and jumping off of throwing yourself off a cliff and things like that but apparently now the world is so safe that apparently you could go for 36,000 years uh taking a flight every single day and in on most major airlines that are first world airlines, you would not die after 36,000 years. Like the world is ridiculously safe. So to act uh, according to our biological instincts is no longer to our benefit. We need to go against our instincts and get used to doing it. Wow, you just totally derailed my train of thought. I had a question. Now I forgot. <laughs> I'm going, he's so right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah back to the desensitization yeah that's um that's another core speech therapy thing because uh what's because because really the only problem of stuttering and i know i'm saying this very very loosely is is the social punishment that you get you know the feedback the negative feedback and that's that feedback that creates the fear of talking on the phone or walking up to someone or asking for uh, directions because you get that funny, strange look back, you know, which I guess it's like having the bear attack, but it's not a bear attack. It's just someone giving you a look. Exactly, you know, it's exactly the way that you've described. I mean, it's not a like nothing biological is going to happen to you because you stutter. <laughs> the world is safe. Like you're just but like we, we feel. We feel like it is, and yeah. that the thing is, is that the feeling is so genuine, and it is so often un it so often goes unconfronted that you can't help but take it seriously yeah. and only uh, you know all the people that i learned this from uh are are were mostly athletes and athletes uh, have an amazing understanding of their own body and an amazing understanding of their limits which is far far more complex and sophisticated than the understanding of limits that most people uh, yourself and me included i uh had to learn and to spend a, a year like weightlifting and then i just spend a bunch of time amongst parkour practitioners or wow. those those french people who are uh yeah who sort of climb buildings and stuff like that and uh and all these people to and but the people that have reacted the most have been the swimmers the swimmers say to me uh this is exactly how i feel every single time i'm about to do something they go i feel it and then i have to go forward anyway so to me uh if people if, if like the people that listen to this are saying to me this is uh this is exactly how i feel and it's part of the therapy that i have to do or what have you mm -hmm. and then the swimmers are saying it to me i'm like it's really something. It's like an inborn reaction, and we have to work against it in order to get to our best selves. I remember after reading the book, I found myself automatically thinking, oh, the flinch, just do it. Oh, the flinch, just do it. Like every time <laughs> that fear would come up, yeah. it really does help. What <laughs> drove you to write this book? Because you, to me, 
seem like someone who doesn't have a fear issue. I mean, you've traveled the world. <laughs> you've done things that, I mean, I remember you, okay, I half remember uh, when we first met. This is like back in 2007, Paul Camp Toronto. Something about you had spent, I think, 24 hours sitting with homeless people. And I think mm. you were broadcasting it or something or something like that. So what drove you to writing this book? So, uh so I'm I'm happy that my outer shell of fearlessness uh, appears <laughs> to be working. However, uh, it it's far from the truth. The oh. reality is is that I'm the one of the most sort of well, probably one of the most uh, internal dialogue sort of anxious prone people that I know. Really, and just that I don't. I <laughs> and so I'm I'm extremely I'm extremely uh, uh, I I understand that that voice and I understand that that sort of panic panicked feeling in a really intimate way and I have to struggle with it as does everyone and it's when I was like I was like I almost have to name this thing for it to like you know when they you know what you know what happens when I don't know maybe this is a little kind of nerdy for you but but uh, they say that if if you have there's like a demon that's possessing you know uh. somebody and and you can give the demon you you call the demon by its true name then all uh. of a sudden it loses its power mm -hmm. so that's how the flinch feels to me uh, the flinch to me feels like I've identified the demon, and once I've identified the demon, it no longer has power for me. And so that reaction that you're talking about where you're like, oh, flinching, oh, oh there I go again, I'm flinching, uh, and you're calling it out to yourself is a very uh, important sort of meta cognitive trick that allows you to circumvent your own problems. And uh, I came upon it almost like accidentally. Hmm. But it's been really uh, helpful to everyone that has read that book. Wow, I'm so glad for that accident. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I have a homework assignment for you, should you accept it. <laughs> Go ahead. And this is probably very cruel to do, but I've always wanted to have our podcasting circle friends do it, but nobody ever did. I don't even remember if I even asked, but uh, I figured, you know what? This is the perfect um, <laughs> moment to try. Your homework assignment yeah. is to try voluntary stuttering. Try voluntary. Okay, how do I do this? So voluntary stuttering is another technique uh, for speech therapy is uh, it's a way to control to gain some control of your stuttering so you're actually stuttering on purpose mm -hmm. so basically uh what they do what uh, professors uh, make speech pathology students do is they make them experience what's it like to go out into the world and stutter so they're basically pretending to stutter so they go to say i don't know order something order pizza on the phone and they stutter a bit so they'll say Ha, 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 hi, hi, this is J J Julian, and, you know, and then you, then whatever happens, happens. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? students okay, actually... Okay, okay, so it doesn't uh, matter how long point. I do it for. I'll, I'll do it, like, a good five, ten times with different people. I'll totally wow. do this. I'll totally do this. Okay, and then if you can, let me know how it goes, either by audio or by text. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so you cool. know what? I will totally do that. I and uh, and here, put your. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, are you gonna do it now? No, but I'm gonna. <laughs> but I'm gonna tweet it out now Yee. as a as a homework assignment. Hold on. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. It won't be long. I'm tweeting it out immediately. 
Okay. I tweeted it out. I'm going to do it too. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't see the... T- oh, there we go. Next home. Voluntary stutter. Your next conversation. Bears yourself on purpose. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I think people will do it too, eh? Like, honestly, I have people that are... That's awesome. You know what? You're the first person to... Uh, to... Uh, to give me a homework assignment, but I think it's amazing, and I wish people would do it more often. Maybe I'll ask on Twitter for that. <laughs> that can actually become a very interesting uh, video podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Jump out of a plane in a clown suit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was Julian Smith. You will find the link to his free ebook on the show notes for this episode and uh, you'll find it on stutteringiscool.com for more information on the flinch go to theflinch.com hello hello julian hey hey yeah so how was the voluntary stud stuttering (laughs) (laughs) Uh, are you recording yes (laughs) i um the I tried it about three, four times in one day. Wow. And uh, in, honestly, it happened so fast that it's almost like I didn't even let myself worry about it. I just, and the next conversations that I got into, I just did it right away. And uh, it's actually like, for a brief moment in time, you're like, everyone is judging me. This is terrible. But, but actually, when you get through it, you feel fine afterwards. I recommend it to anyone, honestly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Did you get any uh, weird reactions and weird looks? You know, uh, you know what I've always thought? I've always figured, like, you know whenever you say maybe say something awkward at a party or something like that, mm-hmm. like really awkward? People try to smooth it over for you. So you actually don't need to do that much to actually, like, to, to make everything comfortable. Uh, people try to make everything comfortable for you because they feel so uncomfortable about it. Has so, it? like, I just didn't do anything. It worked out <laughs> fine. Like, they'd be like, okay, and they would just wait for me. You're so lucky. So nobody tried to finish your sentence for you? <laughs> or guess your words? <laughs> and guess no, wrong? no, no. Maybe I didn't stutter for long <laughs> enough. Maybe that's the, uh, the problem. But for me, I just did it, and I would, uh, uh, and for as long as I could, but like long silences and uh, no one tried to finish my sentences but maybe I'll try it again and see if it happens (laughs) good for you (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I'm glad you gave me the exercise it was honestly really good great has anybody else uh, when um, back uh, when we recorded you had tweeted uh, you know here's the here's the homework uh, assignment has anybody else tweeted back saying that they tried it no one tweeted back specifically, but what I have set up is I've set up a bunch of people who are going to be, who are like interested in future homework assignments. So I'm going to set up a kind of like fight club list of people <laughs> who will do exercises and that will definitely be one of them. Oh, cool. Cool. So uh, anybody that wants to join up, you just go to theflinch.com? Yeah, sure. You'll find the info there? Okay, great. <laughs> thanks again. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks to you. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Na ba 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 na ba
Imagine living in a country where stuttering is quite the taboo topic. Now imagine creating a conference, a stuttering conference out in the open like that in this country. On December 28 to January the 1st, the Indian Stammering Association held its first national conference on stuttering. Talk about reaping the rewards of facing your fears. I speak with two people who attended the conference. But before I play that segment, I just want to mention that since we were over Skype, and Skype isn't exactly 100% reliable, <laughs> so there will be a lot of audio noise and audio feedback and distortion so just wanted to uh, give you a little bit of warning but it still doesn't take away from the fantastic content hello 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 hi hi elaine how are you doing hello i'm good how are you Vivek? <laughs> i'm doing good as well how's life in india Vivek? Life is rocking here. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have both of you on. Sometime in November, I had um, interviewed uh, Sachin to, uh, on my show talking about the conference, the national conference, how it was, you know, the first one and, you know, stammering is, uh, you know, a taboo topic in India. And it struck me how what a courageous thing to do, um, to create a national conference you know um in an area where it's such a taboo topic to talk about stammering or to even be open about it as i've heard um so i wanted to um have this part of my first episode of 2012 uh, which is about overcoming your fears and reaping the rewards of overcoming your fears um so i wanted to and know the stories behind all the photos that I've seen <laughs> on um, Vivek's uh, Facebook page. Uh, looks like you guys had a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. I would uh, like to know how Elaine uh, felt about it. I heard about the conference through um, the stuttering arena is that what it's called on facebook there's a um a facebook page that i'm on and i think it was jp who posted about the conference and he posted it r r right about the time that i was planning my trip to india over the holidays oh wow and i thought wow i could actually go to a stuttering conference in india how crazy would that be and <laughs> I kind of planned my India trip around it and just I made sure I was in Bhubaneswa. It took me a long time to say that correctly. I don't even know if I am. <laughs> I, um, I made sure I was in Bhubaneswa um, at the end of the year. So that's how I got there. I, I was a little nervous going, being a woman and traveling alone. 
Um, I had heard stories about India and was a little hesitant before I left, but I had some good plans and I knew, I mean, it felt good, so I went for it. And um, it was just an incredible trip. I'm still kind of on a high from it all right now. So some of the um, impressions that are really strong in my mind from India is... Um, the way women and men are very different, treated oh. or like looked at very differently. Um, I just don't experience that in my life in China or in America. That um, that women and men are kept pretty separately. Now Vivek may have a different view of India, but <laughs> but <laughs> my <laughs> but my view is that. Um, that it's I I don't really understand it, so I want to be culturally sensitive. But you know, I didn't see a lot of women outside at night, and people told me that women don't go out at night. It's not really safe. Wow! And they told me, and they told me I shouldn't go out alone at night because it's not really safe. And I I I kind of heard that the bigger cities are a, a little bit more modern and a little bit different but I mean it was certainly my overall impression and not that it was I'm not saying it's bad or good I'm just saying it's different um, and it you know it does make me you know think twice too that at this wonderful conference that moved me and was so powerful it was all men who stutter so you know the question comes up of why weren't there women who stutter and I was told that there's a big stigma against women who stutter oh so I'm not sure what that means exactly uh, the only stigma is if, if a woman who has a stutter would find it real hard to uh, uh, get a match for her I mean uh, marriage would be uh, an issue so uh, females here in India do cover up their stutter a lot Wow yeah. and the conference itself how was the conference <laughs> <laughs> I um, I was so impressed by the organization of the conference, the layout of the conference, and how it all played out. I mean, really, I just, I had no idea what to expect, and, um, you know, I, I gave him four or five days, and I was like, I'm just going to go see what happens, right? I had no idea. I didn't know any of these people. And now, looking back, I mean, these people are my family. I mean, I love these guys. They, it was the most incredible four or five days of of my life. I mean, there it's it's in the top most incredible experiences I've had. And you know, to see these young guys who've never left their hometowns in India and you know, have the courage to leave their towns and go to this new place they've never been and be around people they don't know and 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 many of them are are are, are depressed and just really struggling with their speech and and to watch them come out of their shell and and open up and be with other people who stutter and realize that there is hope and there and and they can live a s successful life as a person who stutters. I mean, 
I saw life-changing eyes, you know, in four days. I mean, I, it was extremely powerful and so much fun. It, the way it was organized was great. We had a whole day of touring and we were all hanging out, taking pictures and laughing and we all bonded and had n n new experiences. Wow. I was going to ask uh, Vivek, uh, you know, because um, having, having seen the photos that you posted on your Facebook account from the conference, um, it was exactly what Elaine had um, described. A bunch of guys really enjoying themselves. And I wanted to ask, you know, were you friends beforehand? Have you met in person or online beforehand? Or was everybody Brian you? Yes, I have met a few of the people earlier in the uh, earlier workshop which we had in Goa like uh, Harish, Romi, JP and some of the other guys who came there but uh, some of the people have uh, friended me on FB so uh, I have uh, had a virtual interaction with them on a uh, chat or um, in Gisa community page as well so uh, I um, the answer to your question would be uh, some of the people I have personally met earlier but uh, some people were uh, new to me as well Oh wow! So you got to meet your online friends in person. Even that, like, like that adds the that adds to the awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts of the whole conference? The whole conference was amazing. It was, uh, and um, I never ex ex expected that the first conference would be. Uh, uh, so fascinating. I mean, uh, as, as, especially the 31st when we uh, went out for uh, checking the places in and around Bhubaneswar. That was uh, really very interesting. I mean, we uh, went and saw few temples which were uh, 2,500 years old. Wow. <laughs> so it was really amazing. Then uh, we went to a beach as well, where um, sand art competition was going on, and some of the uh, stuff they had, there was really, uh, Remarkable. So, and, and of course in the evening, uh, when we went back to our hotel and, and, and uh, we had that New Year party, it was amazing. It was really cool. And, and to uh, add to that, uh, that party was an instantaneous decision. It all happened on the Right. So the best part which I liked about the conference was uh, most of the things happened on the 
July and uh, it was uh, organized so well in spite of uh, 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 having that uh, 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 as, as an instant thing. It was or- organized really well. I, I imagine that this would be the first time for everybody to be stuttering openly and uh, I I would like to ask what was it like to experience that during the, con- the conference I felt like I was I was a stutter bond with the license to stutter there <laughs> stutter bond I love that <laughs> with a license to stutter <laughs> absolutely uh, and, and um, no one would make faces at you, no one would uh, uh, um, look at you, no one would give you that weird look if you said and um, everyone understood uh, each other's feelings uh, very nicely because uh, I mean we had, we were since we were sailing on the same both, both we shared the uh, same kind of feelings. We were of the same frequencies, wavelength, whatever you call it. So, I mean, uh, the experience was really overwhelming. Oh, what was it like celebrating New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with your fellow stutterers? Wow, it was <laughs> my my experience. And uh, you can e- even ask Elaine about uh, about the same thing. We rocked that night. I was kind of uh, going around arranging for uh, booze and stuff, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was awesome. It was it was really amazing. I have never experienced. Uh, uh, such a New Year night ever in my life. It was very different and very fascinating experience to say the least. I had no, again, had no idea what to expect. I'm like, okay, I'm celebrating New Year's Eve with a bunch of people I don't know. But by the time (laughs) I got there and got to New Year's Eve, it, it was so much fun. I mean, and watching these guys, you know, just at that point, it was towards the end of the conference, we really only had an, another one day, and um, it was kind of like the big party at NSA on Saturday night. I mean, it was just fun, and people were letting go, and just like dancing, and, and having a good time, and really loosening up, and letting go, and um, and it was fun. It, it was just fun. They played a lot of of Indian music, but I put on a little bit of my Western music from my iPhone. <laughs> she has an amazing collection on her iPod. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Be nice, good. Vivek. We're being, being recorded. <laughs> it, it, it was fun, though. I mean, it was fun to mix the cultures and, and just have fun. And they. All, everybody there, including the wives of some of the stutters that did come, 
everyone there was so welcoming and so gracious to me in every step of the way. And the women all took me out on a shopping spree one night because how do you not go touristy shopping when you're in a new country, right? Of course. So um, <laughs> they were all just, I mean, they couldn't have been better hosts in general, but they were on their own vacations and doing their own things too, but still very gracious to me being in a new place and not knowing and answering all my questions because I had many. So all <laughs> 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 just super nice. And we and bonded so quickly as stuttering does bond people very quickly that, mm-hmm. you know, we get it. I told my story and people came up to me and said, you just told my story. I mean, I, you know, stuttering bonds people immediately in ways other people don't understand and it was that quick and that much of a connection and that's it for today's episode I hope I have motivated you to give Julian Smith's book a try after all it is free and the rewards that you reap from conquering your fears are completely indescribable I'd like to hear from you. Have you taken the cold shower? Let me know. Uh, coolstutter at gmail.com. Preferably audio format so I could play it on my next episode. An MP3 is fine, but any sound file is okay. And that's it. So until next time, may your conference, may your conference, may your stuttering always be with confidence. Ciao.